The guests were warriors and politicians, merchants and traders, all of them gathered to witness the minting of a new dynasty, to celebrate a consolidation of wealth and power that foretold the lessening of their own prospects and promised to nudge them further from the innermost circles of influence. But to not be present would be even worse. Itzel breathed in their discomfort. It was intoxicating. The sun blazed overhead, fiery and huge, as if the celestial body itself sought a closer view of the Union. And why not? The prize of an empire was about to be bestowed upon its favorite son, in a perfect wedding of beauty and power, flesh and spirit. His oldest sister and his oldest friend new money, and ancient power. It was a day for which Itzel's family had waited decades, though waited was a euphemism, a nicety. A truer word would have been plotted or strategized. Murdered would not have been inaccurate either. But all that would fade away now, the history rewritten by the winners. And besides, the machinations might have been unsavory, but they sullied neither the bride nor the groom. That young, radiant pair was oblivious to the low-toned musings and raised eyebrow speculations of their fathers. Neither was ignorant of politics. On the contrary, Itzel's sister was his father's right hand in matters of business, and Kuali had been raised from birth to wield the full power of the line of priests. But their relationship's prehistory, its convenience, did not concern them. Kuali loved Chikanza with a fierceness so pronounced it was like a force of nature, and he had for as long as Itzel could remember. Sometimes he marveled at the way Kuali's will operated on the world, the force of it so intense that you could almost see mind and matter bend in accordance with the holy man's desires. Or perhaps Itzel had it backward, and it was Kuali's love for Chikanza that had shaped him. Perhaps through his devotion the priest had grown into worthiness, become the very man she wanted. It was impossible to say which of them was the sunflower and which the sun, and when it came down to it, Itzel didn't care. His victory had already been secured. Kuali had made him an initiate, ushered Itzel and his sons and theirs into the house of priests. It would not have happened if Kuali had not been negotiating for Chikanza's hand, but in many ways the bond superseded marriage, was stronger, more sacred. And though Itzel's appointment warranted no grand display, it was just as magnificent a coup for the family. He would never have Kuali's power, but Itzel would always have his ear. And perhaps, in a few years, his younger sister. Not bad for the grandson of a provincial spice merchant. Itzel's dark eyes flicked away from the throng and settled on the couple, arrayed on a raised platform, their jeweled feet at the level of his waist. Normally, a priest would have performed the ceremony, but it was unthinkable to suggest that any man might be closer to the gods than the groom himself, so Kuali played both roles, marry himself, as it were. 
Chikanzo must have felt her brother's eyes. She turned and treated him to an enormous smile, emerald eyes flashing, and Itzel's heart filled with happiness. She was dazzling, resplendent, in a saffron dress, the jewels of her necklace throwing sunlight back at the heavens. She deserved this. Kuali's attention followed his beloved's, and as she looked away, Itzel locked eyes with the priest. In an instant, the happiness drained from his heart, and a cold, nameless dread descended.